Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest from the podcast, My Neighbors Are Dead, a Detroit Pistons fan and my former roommate, it's Adam Peacock. Hey. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah. I have so to fun. know, was there anything weird about living with this one? <laughs> no, honestly, living with Anastasia was the best. She's the she's a perfect roommate. <laughs> I was like never home. <laughs> yeah. And you weren't either, really. Yeah. No, no were- but when we were together, it was so nice. Like we yeah. had lovely conversations conversations in the kitchen and yeah you're you're just a you're a delight oh you too it was fun i mean we would like watch games together and like Mm -hmm. you know it was great yeah it was really fun you you saw the original dunktown studio yeah it was in your like (laughs) second bedroom your second bedroom (laughs) yeah i was with my mom I was with my mom and my wife today. We were driving around. I was trying to explain to my mom what the situation was. And it, I think she, yeah, it was, yeah, I had my second bedroom. So you had, you had technically two separate areas, but well, they were tiny. To, to explain the house, it was the weirdest house in the world. Like there was a massive attic bedroom, mm-hmm. a, you know, medium a small no door in the attic no door in the attic <laughs> no only door. A curtain yeah <laughs> that's where dan lived and then a medium to small bedroom but with a bathroom in it so that was my room yes and then two tiny tiny bedrooms that were both adam's Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then Adam was like, I don't need this second one. Let's just make it a podcast studio. But they were separated. They were separated. Se- two separate little areas. Yeah. So it doesn't, you couldn't, you couldn't have had one bedroom there <laughs> unless you like chopped that wall down. Or so something. that's really, I mean, technically, I, would it be a four bedroom house? It, I think it, the only reason why they didn't call it a four bedroom, because the attic didn't have a door. Mm. I think they, mm. if they had put a door there, it could have been a four bedroom. Very weird layout. Yeah. <laughs> we all had little perks. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Very fun times. That was my first LA apartment. Yours too, right? Mine too, yeah. Yeah. Now we're just old Hollywood hags, huh? <laughs> now we've just been around, yeah, just old school Hollywood. <laughs> just smoking cigars, oh, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Just, yeah, I'm so jaded. <laughs> <laughs> what area do you live in now? We're kind of neighbors again. Yeah. In oh, really? Same, in the Not same neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, so so I ran into Adam recently. I was at the Black Cat. They have a mm-hmm. nice outdoor patio area. Nice. Adam rolls up and he's like, "It's my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> um, you how were was like, your "Oh, I didn't know that. I just happened to stop by." <laughs> I felt so bad. Were you on a? Was that a date you were on? No, 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 okay. no. Dear God, no. <laughs> I felt so bad. No, it was just old friends catching up. Like okay. I hadn't, it was a friend of mine I did improv with, uh, who I think maybe you met at the house once or twice, but I hadn't talked to him since like six months before the pandemic even. So we were just catching up. Good. I'm glad I didn't interrupt a date. Yeah. No <laughs> smooches were about to happen. Oh. <laughs> I wish. You wish I was smooching? Yeah. I want you to be, I want everyone to be smooching. Everyone should smooch. Yeah. (laughs) But you had an eventful, did you get married in the pandemic? I did. Yes. I got married in March. Wow. Yeah. And it was the best. We had six people plus a dog. 
We were in Griffith Park for about 13 minutes, and then we just went home and kind of just danced the night away. It was super fun. <laughs> nice. Amazing. It was great. That's- it was awesome. It was so great. That I does recommend sound like it. the perfect wedding. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to smooch and it leads to marriage, I recommend do it like that. <laughs> Every smooch leads to marriage. That's how I live my life. Pretty close. You, yeah. <laughs> a God has been married a hundred times. A hundred thousand times. Whoa. You're smooching a lot. <laughs> well, that's, you know. a, that's right. You are the most married woman in Los Angeles, correct? Is that right? <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you are currently in Michigan. You're from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I You're am. in your childhood bedroom right now. I am. Yes, I am. How's it going? How's Michigan? It's great. It's cold. I love it. We got here on Tuesday. It's it's the best. I love being back home. It's gray and depressing, and I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's exciting. It's like too hot here. I've got my AC on. I'm dying. Oh, people think I'm nuts, but I love coming home to this stuff. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. It's definitely we're definitely having an LA winter, that's for sure. Yeah. But I don't mind. I like I'd rather have this. Your sun and your buns every day. Yeah. I went I just went out to the desert and I was like, mm, desert air. <laughs> winter desert air. I love it. Was it cold in the desert? Because it got, sometimes gets cold at night. Yeah, at night it drops pretty low. Yeah. We did a little honeymoon in Joshua Tree and it it gets really cold out there. Yeah. Joshua Tree is so lovely. I love it. It's nice. I, I'm such a cornball. I'm a mark for I like I'm I'm so stupid. We were out there and I was like, I get why people come out here and drop acid and are like, I'm gonna write the great American novel. <laughs> I get it. Like it's so awesome. Yeah. Did you try that? No, not yet. I will next time. <laughs> next time we go out there, I will. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> it does feel there's something about like comparing, you know, busy city life to just like being surrounded by nothing for like miles and miles around. And I like it. Yeah. And you could just see like so much sky. Yeah. Although it was a little disappointing because there you usually when I go out there, you can see a lot of stars and stuff. But there was like, I don't know if it was smoke or smog or what, but it was all covered up. There is something about being back here where it's everything isn't a thousand miles an hour, which is nice. Yeah. Just slow down a little bit. So are you in a suburb or a rural part of Michigan? Yeah. So I grew up in Allen Park, which is a, it's a suburb of Detroit. We're like, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes outside the city. So um, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a collection of suburbs known as Down River. And that's where I am right now. Down nice. River? Yeah. So you get all the boots and tires washing yep. up. Yep. And boots, tires. Yeah, bodies. Yeah, yeah. Tons of bodies. Tons of people trying to sneak over from Canada. Just wow. Tons of stuff. Nice. Yeah. So w- when did you become a basketball fan or born and raised? I No, not born and raised. I... Uh, I started becoming aware of basketball. This is sacrilege, but I, I started becoming aware of basketball around the bulls, like the nineties, 90, mm. early nineties bulls. Um, that's like all my little school friends were into it. And that's about, that's when I first started paying attention to the, to basketball. And then I, once I started watching that, I discovered just how good the Pistons were at, at one point leading mm-hmm. up to that. So that's, that's how I got into them. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Jordan and that era of the bulls introduced a lot of people to basketball. I grew up, I mean, (laughs) it did like for me, it did like Jordan, the bulls. And then also I hate this, but football for the Cowboys, Mm. like the Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith Cowboys. And I hate both of those teams now. So Um, I think I met 
I met Troy Aikman once when I was working at an Apple store in Dallas. <laughs> he came and bought an iPhone. Was nice. he nice? Yeah. Super nice. Was he tall? Not really. Well, I don't know. <laughs> How tall is he? How was that arm? I didn't ask him Did to throw, he throw anything. <laughs> throw an iPhone at you? I, yeah, I didn't I I didn't mention, you know, I didn't hand him anything and say throw it. You can he have didn't. this new iPhone if you throw your old one across the store. <laughs> Yeah, that's our new promo. <laughs> throw, buy one, throw one free. Wait, throw love- one, get one free. <laughs> we should like make that. athletes. Yeah, anytime athletes want to buy stuff, we should make them perform their 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 sports duties to get it. I like buy one, throw one free because that means he's working for free. Yeah, he's gonna buy an iPhone and then he throws something for free to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hated working there. Sorry. Sorry, Steve Jobs. He's dead. He's fine. <laughs> okay. Tim sorry Cook to is state. so mad. <laughs> yeah. Tim Cook is fuming, though. He's living. Well, uh, suck it. It sucks. <laughs> it was, I mean, I guess like for retail, it's kind of like not that bad compared to a lot of other places, but it still was horrible. Yeah. I have a friend and I, he worked at the genius bar in Chicago. And I was, I, I was talking to him one day. I was like, I don't, I didn't know you knew anything about Apple. He's like, I don't, I lied. I just oh, lied wow. on my application <laughs> and I got the job and I just worked there for like four years. Like, well, wow. I mean, crazy. it does seem they, like you learn stuff there, right? Yeah. But they, they had like, I, I was my, the job I was hired for doesn't exist anymore. It was like, uh, essentially my job was to say hi to people when they walked in the door and that was That's nice. <laughs> yeah, they called it concierge. And then at some point they were like, we're getting rid of this position. Uh, you're all salespeople now. But but like no training, nothing. So Damn. then it was just like, all right, get out there and sell a, you know, iMac or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know anything about any get of this stuff. And sell an iMac. <laughs> I got hired to say hello to people. <laughs> this is not my skill set. Yeah. How many did you uh, sell? And nothing. Uh, I, I, yeah, they ended up. They ended up. Well, they didn't fire me, but it was kind of a roundabout firing because I was going to Seoul for like six months, and my boss at the time was like, "Yeah, well, when you come back, just let me know, and we'll give you your job back." And then I came back and was like, "Hey, it's me. I'm back." from korea and they were like no go away no response <laughs> yeah they were like please stop calling <laughs> that same thing happened to me at eddie bauer really oh, yeah, oh my god yeah. you worked at an eddie bauer i sure did anastasia <laughs> when i was in college i needed a job and in briarwood mall in ann arbor they had uh, an eddie bauer and they hired me and i was terrible at it i hated selling stuff and they closed the store to remodel it and they were like all right we're gonna we're gonna let some of you go but you know, when the new store opens, you'll get your job back. And they just never called me back. Oh, my God. That's so messed up. So rude. Yeah. It was fine. I was terrible at it. Did you have a ton of like flannel and like plaid stuff? No, but I did have one like winter jacket around here that I really like. And I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was like a winter thermal jacket, which was really it was really nice. But I don't know. I don't know where it is. I bet that stuff it would be very popular now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All the nineties like Eddie Bauer or two thousands Eddie Bauer. LL Bean's coming back. Remember LL Bean? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Get your name on that LL Bean backpack. (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple suitcases with my initials on them from my from my dad's dad. (laughs) Yep, that's what you do. So anytime you're like, is that 
my bag. Yeah. Yes, I, it, I, is. it is my bag. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my initials. Thank God. <laughs> um, so how are you feeling about the Pistons now? You got Cade Cunningham fresh off the draft. I really like this team. I think we're really young and it's going to take us a minute, but I really, really like this team. I love Isaiah Stewart. I he's my probably my favorite player on the team. I love Jeremy Grant. Sadiq Bay is great. Cade's gonna Cade's gonna be great in, in not too long. I'm hoping. Uh, Killian Hayes. I I just really like this team. They're a bunch of young young scrappy kids, and I I really I like them a lot. I'm, I'm excited to see what we do in the next couple of years. I'm seeing more about them than I have for past Pistons teams, even when Blake was on it. Like, yeah, they're making much more of a splash. Actually, did you see the Isaiah Stewart LeBron fight? Ooh. So I, I didn't. I was I was at a Target with a friend when that happened, and my buddy was oh, texting no. me about it. And then I went home and I watched the uh, the highlights, and it was yeah. wild. It was intense. It was wild. Like LeBron is not. He doesn't get involved. Let's see it, Gabe. Yeah, let's watch this. They're just yelling in each other's faces. It's just like a mob floating away. At what point does he get hit? Because it's well, no, he already got hit here. So essentially, LeBron free throw line. LeBron was like pushing him back at the free throw line and went like you know swung his fist and punched him in the eye. Got it. Intentionally? Well, I mean, you know, it could be, it could not be. Who knows? Like. But it looks it very forceful. It doesn't feel... Damn, he's so pissed. He's so... And he looks terrifying, covered in blood. Yeah, he's got blood he looks going insane. down his yeah. eye, down his mouth. I mean, it, it, did he get hit in the mouth, too? Because it it's like... I think he got... I think it, like, dribbled into his mouth. Okay. I mean... And then they, like, pull him away, and There's, then, like, five people holding him. Speaking of Troy Aikman, he... You know, does some fancy footwork, wiggles <laughs> away from the people, runs back <laughs> to LeBron yes. and Russell Westbrook. Just yeah. throwing coaches on his own team <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times in these in these moments, you know that people are like, oh, yeah, hold me back. If they weren't holding me back, I would get you. But this guy's like he wanted to he fight. He wants to be up in LeBron's face. Most I really basketball think- players don't want to fight. Yeah, they just want to look cool yes. and tough. I agree with that. I but I do think that if he would have got a hold of LeBron, he would have tried to like legitimately beat the crap out of him. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. he was not playing around and he was not like performing for the camera. No, <laughs> he was like he was ready to go. He was like, "Let's go." I think LeBron looked scared. He looked like, <laughs> "Whoa, this guy's fucking crazy!" Like he's like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, sorry." Yeah, like I, I didn't mean it. And he, LeBron actually said he tried to get Isaiah Stewart's phone number the next day to call and apologize. He did. Yeah. Aww. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what he said. I mean, you, I, Isaiah Stewart's fucking huge. I he know. looks like a linebacker. I would be. Scared. I would apologize. But also, like, I don't know. It just. It doesn't. Maybe I'm just a LeBron stan, but. Uh, it doesn't seem like his style to be like, you know, doing something like that on purpose. 
What's going on with him? Because he just got fined for grabbing his crotch after making a three-pointer. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. this season's LeBron is Lucy spicy. Lucy. He's a spicy mm-hmm. LeBron. Uh, Taco Tuesday got a couple jalapenos. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> because they've been fighting like within the Lakers, first of all. Yeah. He grabbed his crotch, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Which he was, has a niche. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but he used you know the what? celebration. I gotta, you're right. Maybe he did have an itch on his crotch. Maybe he did. I haven't seen it, but yeah. it, have, you, have you guys considered Did that? anybody ask him? Did no. anybody ask him if he had an itch on his crotch? Gabe, do you have a visual that we can look at for this crotch itch? <laughs> Please Google LeBron crotch. So he's doing, is this another Sam Cassell? James guarded by Turner. So he b- hits a big three, and then he runs back. Oh, that's a big itch. Look at him. He's itching. <laughs> he does a little dance, hopping around, grabbing He looks his like balls. a little kid. <laughs> I really actually liked that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> was, it the, was, it, was he trying to do the big balls celebration? Is that what it was, Gabe? This- I think so. It looked like it. From Major League? I guess Sam Cassell did some old big balls celebration. <laughs> yeah. Well, who was the other player who did it in our last episode? Fred Van Vliet recently uh, got fined for doing the same. Yes. 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 Motion. Okay. Yeah. Like, Gabe, I yeah. love that the first thing that came up, you'd already clicked on the history of the big ball dance. <laughs> oh yeah. Gabe does research. Yeah. It Gabe says you visited hard. this page five times. <laughs> You're a scholar. <laughs> Yeah, so that I think this season's LeBron is a bit of a spicy LeBron. I saw something um, like in Bleacher Report that said he's going to retire next year. Did you guys see that? Ooh, I that's don't not his plan. It. We know that's not I don't his plan. I don't believe it either. And I was I questioned it, but then I saw it was from the Bleacher Report. So maybe maybe I got a bad maybe I got bad information. But yeah. he's made such a big deal about how he wants to play with his son. Bronny's like 17 yeah. now, too. That's He's only, so close. That, yeah, that's only like, what, two, two years, years from now? Yeah. He could wait it out. He could definitely wait it out. He wouldn't even have to play a single game if he wanted to. Yeah. He'd he just, just be on the bench. faking injuries. Yeah. Oh, my butt hurts. Yelling at <laughs> Bronny every time he fucks up. Can you imagine? That would be horrible. Like, Dad, I'm trying to be in the NBA. <laughs> I'm trying to be in the NBA. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, that's really that he's really building that up. So if that doesn't happen the way that he wants, I think a lot of people are gonna be disappointed. Yeah. So we ask everyone this question. We gotta we gotta know. Okay. In the current league, who would you kiss? Everyone in the league wants to kiss you. Yeah. You get your pick of anyone. <laughs> I think it would be Giannis. Ooh, yes. I, like I think that. I'd kiss Giannis because he seems so nice. Yeah, he's a sweetie pie. Like I just I saw something the other day, some kid had a sign that was like, you know, it's my birthday and all I want to do is meet Giannis. Did, did you see this? Yeah. And he brought that kid down and he gave him his shoes and he gave his buddy his jersey. I was like, Aww. oh, he just seems so nice. And his friend was wearing a Jokic jersey. Yeah, like, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of get here. Get out kid. of here, you little shit. I'm not giving you my jersey. <laughs> Take that shit to Denver. <laughs> that is so cute, though. It was he's, really sweet. He's the best. I love him. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Giannis. 
Yeah, good answer. And yeah, handsome, handsome man. Also, good looking you, guy. Yeah. You know those lips taste like Oreos now. <laughs> he just yeah. discovered Oreos dipped in milk. <laughs> Which is crazy because he's from Greece. It's not like he's from like, you know, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> They don't have, I guess they don't, they don't do Oreos and milk. Well, he said he's had Oreos. He just has never dipped them in milk. And he went home and yelled at his wife. Should we have an Oreo episode? Oh, we have to. He yelled at his wife. (laughs) He did. He was like, I went home and I was like, Mariah, why have you never told me about this? And she was like, I don't like that. That's why I've never told you. That's like, I can't wait to come home and eat. (laughs) I can't wait to come home and yell at Allie about some food I just discovered. Yeah, like she's responsible for like cataloging every wake combination. Up, get up. <laughs> you wake her up. They dip them in faye back in uh, Greece. <laughs> it's all just like thick yogurt. <laughs> I mean, that's those are your people. So, you know, you would know more than us. In Greece, there's like a bunch of different milks, you know. They're not just going cow. They're doing like go all kinds of shit. <laughs> wait a minute. So wait a minute. Who? What about you guys? Who would you kiss in the NBA? Mm. Um, I think my go-to answer is Sergi Baca. He's mm-hmm. handsome and funny. But God, there's so the list is long. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to be careful because you will have to marry this person. After <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I don't think I would marry Sergi Baca. He's too much of a playboy. Ah, you would have so much fun, though. You, you know? know who I would marry? Well, I mean, Giannis is a good answer. He's obviously a family man. Yeah. But I would marry PJ Tucker. I like that. Yeah. Good, and yeah. He, he's so cute. He's got these little freckles on his face. He's got great shoe collection. He's a funny guy. I'm going to marry Jimmy Butler. Wow. Oh. You're going to. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, every morning he's got a fresh cup of coffee waiting uh, it's a real Love Island kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> he brings you coffee in bed. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll push me to be the best version of myself. Uh-huh. I need that. I'm very lazy. I don't like doing stuff. <laughs> he would force you to get out of bed at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm more of a 9, 10 a.m. kind of wake upper. So, mm. you know. I, I mean, could, it seems wh- like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Imagine what I could do with all of those hours. I mean, I woke op- up at 4 opposites do attract. So I, I yeah. bet he is into lazy girls. <laughs> yeah. But then I think we would have like, we would fight about it. You know, he'd yeah. be like, you sleep all day. And I'd be like, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> You're both from Texas. That's true. You both can do Tomball. line dancing. <laughs> there you go. He's yeah. He's so cute when he wears his little cowboy hat and does <laughs> line dancing. He loves country music. Gabe, what about you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Early on in this show's first season, I was assigned a crush by our guest, Carl Tart. Um, and Love Carl. I'm just going to stick with him. Um, my crush is Boban Marjanovic. I would kiss him. I would marry him. I would, I'd go all the way. <laughs> Whoa. Sexually He's a big cutie. Or what yeah. do you mean by all the way? Marriage. Oh, okay. All the way to marriage. All the way. <laughs> It's not what people mean when they I mean, say, I'll go all the way. <laughs> you have to consummate the marriage, though. So. Uh, okay. That's I part went of all too. the way with that person last night. We got married at a drive through <laughs> chapel. <laughs> you know who I bet would make a really good husband is Brian Scalabrini. Okay. I bet Scalabrini would be a really good husband. Why? 
I don't know. Like journeyman, <laughs> like he seems so self-aware. He's really good at basketball, despite what people say about him. I just think he'd be a good look at him. He's an NBA champion. Yeah. I don't know much about him. He's great. He did this thing. Uh, Ball hogs. It, what's it called? Like the, the <laughs> scallop or the, uh, what's it? The Brian Scalabrini challenge or something. Cause he gets shit on all the time because he never really like, he was a bench guy mm. and he played with, he was on that, 2008 Celtics team uh-huh. and people are like, you can't play. So he went around and he did like, he played one-on-one, like he <laughs> challenged people to one-on-one and he was destroying people one-on-one <laughs> because it turns out the worst guy in the NBA is better than the best guy, you know, who isn't in the NBA. Right. Of course. It's so, it feels he, very Boston he, that people are like, Hey, yo, Scalabrini. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you one. I'm going to yeah. beat your ass. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I think they had him on flagrant ones. Didn't they? Oh, maybe. That, yeah, he was a good sport. Um, I just want to say anybody who listens to the show that wants to take me on one on one, bring it. <laughs> Do it. I'll meet you at the court. I'm taking my I'm challenge. taking my Space Jam two ball, <laughs> and I will beat your ass because even though I suck compared to her, I'm way better than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> at basketball i'm just trying to do his quote it doesn't make sense <laughs> in relation to me but <laughs> i think it's great i love this agata challenge yeah the agata challenge yeah yeah he is a redhead scalabrini <laughs> just silence he, you know he is um, that's a fact you can look that up he is a redhead redheads are very controversial i feel like or like there's a lot of hatred going their way. So I could see Scalabrini getting a lot of hatred for that, you know? Mm. No? Yeah, redheads do get shit on a lot. They I don't do. know why. <laughs> I don't know why I do. Yeah, I do kind of feel bad for them. <laughs> There's a whole South Park episode dedicated to it. That's right. I, yeah. I remember that. All right. Here's the moment we've all been waiting for. Okay. Every week for 30 days, we're covering a different episode of ESPN's 30 for 30. It's 30 for 30 for 30. 30 for 30 for 30. (laughs) That's so great. Is that from from Take Me Out, Gabe? It is from Take Me Out. It's the Irish host of the Irish dating game show, Take Me Out. (laughs) They have a segment called Flirty for 30. And I just took the... for 30 part and looped it. Nice. You're a genius, Gabe. <laughs> Flirty for 30. <laughs> Flirty for 30. Like, that's great. <laughs> Let's meet the boy. That's what he said. Mm-hmm, it would mm-hmm. take me six weeks to figure out how to do that, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> that's how long it took me. <laughs> More um, like six seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this week we wanted to watch ESPN's Bad Boys from 2014, directed by Zach Levitt. And we were like, of course, we have to ask the Pistons fan. My, I would, I would see you around the house wearing a Bad Boys t-shirt. <laughs> um, we were like, we got to have Adam on. What, what's your feeling towards the Bad Boys era? It's the best, but this movie, before we start into this, this movie 
has really kind of been tainted for me recently because it's narrated by Kid Rock. Oh my God. Is that that who that was? As soon as I saw in the credits narrated by Kid Rock, I was like, no, I missed that. And I feel like, have you, so he released a new song this week or like last week or something called, um, no one's going to tell me how to live or something like oh, that. Oh God. And it's basically about like, you know, how he can't say the F word anymore. And like, <laughs> no one's going to tell him to wear the, wear a mask. And if you tell him he's going to shoot oh, you because of the no. second. Yeah, there it is right there, Gabe. Yeah. Don't oh, tell me how to no. live this thing. It, it's the like, anti-masker anthem. Is he not vaccinated? I would be highly shocked if he was. Doubt yeah. It. The guy he sings with is the, I get, I really his name is Monster Truck. <laughs> I legitimately thought it was Sofia Vergara's husband when I saw the video because he looks like what's his name Joe Joe Mantiglione or whatever. Yeah, uh, Manginelli. Manginelli. <laughs> it's so bad, and I feel like we've sort of just as a society. We've entertained Kid Rock for a while. Gabe's <laughs> Google search for Monster Truck Kid Rock. <laughs> it's just a, a bunch of a monster bunch trucks. of monster trucks. Now see those monster trucks are cool. Yeah, is that monster truck? This guy? Uh, I that must be him. There yeah. is a guy who Kid looks Rock like calls so- out snowflakes and don't tell me how to live. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, snowflakes. I'm a triggered snowflake. Yeah, it, millennials are getting <laughs> pissed and like, oh, it's just so bad. Gabe, I kind of want you to play it, but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything. Gabe's, Gabe's refusing. Like, no. Yeah, that's no, good. I don't want to play it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Then I'll have to hear it again later when I edit it. Gabe, and yeah, don't. Fun. You did pull up the lyrics. Let's look at those for just a second, because there's probably some gold in there if we just spoken word it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoken word it. We should do it as like a. Fuck all you hoes, Detroit till I die, motherfucker. Talking all that bullshit, ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. So the mm-hmm. first two lines, sure, I'm behind those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, a nation of pussies <laughs> is our next generation. <laughs> <laughs> and these minions, oh, the minions. <laughs> and their agendas. Leave the minions alone. <laughs> I love the minions. Every opinion has a millennial offended. Oh wow! I mean, God, that's there. That's oh, just there, not- that's the one where he's going to shoot you. But this amendment one, it rings true. And if you don't, and if you don't dissent, bitch, then see number two. His poop? Huh? <laughs> yeah, he took a big old shit. And he wants you to look at it. <laughs> what? You don't like uh, what I got to say? Take a look at this turd. <laughs> he just shows it to you. He doesn't even. I yeah, that's rip he's more just lines around. than a ten-pound bass. So yeah, okay, so he cool, he buddy. narrates this movie, and it's kind of a bummer. Like, I, it, it's really kind of taking me out of it a little bit. There's something about like a 50 year old man being like, "No, you yeah. don't tell me you live." Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, talk about every line having you offended. It seems like he's offended by everything yeah. going on in this. World. He's the snowflake. Yeah. Also, too, I got a, a 50 year old guy who's incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Telling you, don't tell me how to live. Yeah. White man, privileged, very rich. <laughs> he's got it all. Yeah. And po- he's the real victim here. <laughs> but if you can if you can get past all that nonsense, the the bad boys era uh and that movie specifically is is great. It's it's great. I totally missed it, so I didn't I wasn't even bothered by it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the documentary itself is so good. It was. I had such a blast watching it. And 
that is that you're right. That is the only stain on this. So it is. Yeah. I guess if our listeners are going to watch it, just prep yourselves that it is Kid Rock speaking. You will hear his voice. You won't mm-hmm. see him, though. Thank God. He I just won't sing say, either. Yeah. <laughs> just want to say he is 50, exactly 50, which I just threw out as a guess. So I'm just proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why he won't live the way I want him to. <laughs> it's upsetting. Honestly, Bob Ritchie, I haven't thought about you in a while, so I don't know what you're so upset about. <laughs> wow. You, you mean he wasn't born Kid Rock? <laughs> no, surprisingly, God, that's not his real name. <laughs> what the hell? I, I feel deceived and lied to. I know. I, I'm offended. <laughs> you millennials. Yeah, I'll find anything. I wonder if there is a child since Kid Rock's popularity who is legally named Kid Rock. Probably. Anastasia, I bet you there is, and I yeah. bet you they're within a 10-mile radius of where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little Michigan baby kid, right? There's got to be. Are, are Michiganers proud of him? Oh, not all of us. Not all of us. Uh, some of us are rather ashamed, I think. Of course. I think there's probably a, a, a pocket of people who heard that song were like, fuck yeah, man. Mm. <laughs> Nice. Finally, oh somebody said it. Finally, a white man to speak for me, another white man. <laughs> um, well, the documentary was great. I had a blast. This, the synopsis via IMDb is the Detroit Pistons of the late 1980s and early 90s seemed willing to do anything to win. That characteristic made them loved, dot, 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 and hated. You know it. Uh-oh. It earned them the title, Bad Boys. Uh, it's featuring Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer, John Sally, Dennis Rodman, Rick Mahorn, Joe Dumars, Chuck Daly. Um, so I knew Dennis Rodman was on the Bad Boys. I knew Isaiah Thomas was on the Bad Boys. But pretty much everyone else I was not aware of, except for Rick Mahorn. But I only know him from the show Detroiters. <laughs> And Bill Lambeer. You know him. Yeah. Well, I, I knew Bill, Bill Lambeer. That's true. From, yeah. I, and I, I knew of his reputation. But, like, John Sally, I know John Sally as a broadcaster. Mm. But I didn't yeah. know he was on this bad boys team. Yeah. John Sally, the microwave Vinnie Johnson. The microwave. I love the name, the microwave. I was going to bring that up. It's because he can heat up any good, moment. Oh, I love it. Can you guys call me the air fryer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> you want to bring that weak ass shit against the air fryer? Yeah. <laughs> Give me your chicken wings. <laughs> when you're going one on one against our listeners who challenge you. Yeah, I will also uh, feed you a light lunch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it's worth it to play you one-on-one just for the lunch. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> there was a lot of funny imagery where they're like in an abandoned building, like spray painting on the yeah. walls and stuff. I just was like, bad, bad boys. Yeah, it's like, oh, these boys are bad. I mean, it was a very missed opportunity to not have the bad boys, bad boys, yeah. what you gonna do song in this documentary. You think they tried? Maybe they tried. They spent all their money on that NWA song. Mm. I do like that. You're right, Anastasia, because they're 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 a little too old to be like getting into mischief. So like we gotta like do something to make you guys look tough. Why don't you <laughs> yeah. go spray paint the wall? 
<laughs> it's like 2014 Dennis Rodman spray yeah. painting the wall and he's like, oh, my back. <laughs> James Edwards like, I'm 56, man. I'm not getting out of this chair. <laughs> Rick Mahorn like waddling, yeah. bad knees, creaking. <laughs> I saw Rick Mahorn when I worked at a Carabas one time, and it, that was the best oh. night of my life at Carabas. Were you his server? I wasn't. I wanted oh. to be so bad, but I think I was getting ready to be like, like I was off for the night. Oh. I've been cut, and he came in, yes. and I was really, really bummed. And you didn't try to join his table? I wouldn't. <laughs> Join his table. Yeah. Hey, Rick. <laughs> hey, mind, mind if I take this spot? <laughs> yeah. I just got off work, and I'm sure you'd love to sit with me for a little while. I have to say, young Rick Mahorn was very handsome. Ooh. You think so, huh? Yeah. I thought young Isaiah Thomas was very handsome. Really? Yeah. I think young Bill Ambeer is also quite attractive. I, I would, If I had to kiss anybody on the bad boys team, I think I'd kiss John Sally. Hmm. Interesting. I think he's quite the handsome devil. Gabe, will you pull up everybody? Yeah, I want to see a young John Sally. Just the whole gr- the whole gang. The five baddest boys of all time. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Isaiah Thomas is cute. He's got that big smile, he, which they he, talked about a lot, like how charismatic and charming he was, especially yeah. in the beginning. He's got like a little twinkle in his eyes. I think Bill and yeah. Beer looks like a baby. He does look, he looks, yeah, he looks very, very. And you're into that? Childlike. <laughs> I, I love to kiss babies. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> no, I just. Oh, look at those shorts. That's what I like to see. Yeah, we're looking at a those picture shorts, of shorts. Magic, Magic Johnson kissing Isaiah Thomas. Oh, boy. This, this is, we're on a mission to get shorts back to this length. Yeah. So let me, I know not to ask you guys questions, but you, Please. you watch this. Yeah. Where do you, where do you fall on the walk off? Mm. I think it was a bad move. I think it was a bad boy move, but Classic at the same move. time, it's kind of cool as hell, right? Yeah. To I, just be like, cause also the arc of this movie is that they're kind of rough and tumble role players like except for Isaiah Thomas no one was a star really coming into this and then they form like a family and become really close in the process of you know winning two titles so it really felt like all they cared about was each other Mm -hmm. they're about to lose you know Mm -hmm. against the Bulls and they're just hugging each other and talking to each other and they just walk off the court there's still you know seconds on the clock they don't acknowledge any of the bulls yeah i don't like that i don't like that move um and i don't like it when when people do it now in today's league either um but overall like before this documentary i like i didn't really know what happened i all i the extent of what i knew is that like the pistons had played the bulls and they were really good. They had some good years. I didn't know like any of the details. I didn't know about all the drama. I knew that Dennis Rodman was on the Pistons, but that was probably about the extent of it. Yeah. I feel like it felt consciously mean. And Lambier said it was his idea in the documentary, even though that is one of my favorite parts. They're all yeah. denying it. And Lambier's like, yeah, it was my idea. I told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because well, Isaiah Thomas gets the blame for it, which is kind of a running theme throughout this whole thing, is that he just gets like screwed time and time again. Yeah. Like by 
media and by like fans yeah and gets blamed for shit that's not his fault which i, I maybe that's why i think he's cute because i'm like oh <laughs> you, know, you feel bad for him i well i just i feel like he was treated unfairly in many ways based on watching this um you know you were you were watching it in real time so you probably know a lot more than i do but well i i do feel bad for him he was mistreated they all were and i I stand by the walk-off i think it was the right thing to do and i Mm. hope they do it again okay okay (laughs) they have a reunion i hope they have a reunion and they'll walk off during the reunion um Um, i love an underdog so i'm gonna be you know as much as as much as everybody loves Michael Jordan, I'm going to be rooting for the other team because because I want to see some fun. I want to well, see some drama. Also, I I mean, honestly, the thing I loved most about this story was how close they got to each other. And they all were like the island of misfit toys, kind of like some of them came from really rough backgrounds and some of them were like very unlikely stars and they really embraced the reputation of being mean and just became this like little bubble within themselves. They were like, Mm -hmm. we're a family, we're tight. And I just love how close they got. They were like telling each other that they love each other. They, you know, treated Chuck Daly, the coach as like their papa. They called him daddy rich, which was so cute. (laughs) I think what I like this, I mean, this story so much, like it's such a great, it's it's like a Hollywood sports movie yeah. that if it didn't really happen, you would see that movie and be like, that would never happen in real life. Yeah, exactly. And then also just like what it seemed to do for Detroit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say Detroit's yeah. another star in this movie, right? <laughs> the, city. the city. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Like Detroit gets shit on now because it's not like a, a hotspot destination for people to go to during free agency. I was talking to somebody who's about that recently and i i that's such a lame excuse not just for detroit but for any team mm-hmm. that you don't want to go to because it's not a hot spot destination i think that's that's such a lame excuse for sure. i mean the um bucks are kind of showing how a small market and location. milwaukee's great yeah yeah i love milwaukee i think it's such a cool town and like yeah i i, I hope the bucks i hope they go back and do it again and i think detroit could be that too where it's like you know it's a big city. It's not like it's small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been, though. We used to go, my family would go, because we would fl- we would fly to Detroit, and then we would, I'm from, originally from Canada, I still have family up there, so we would drive over the border, because it was way cheaper. Whereabouts mm-hmm. in Canada? Um, so my family that still lives there is in London, Ontario. Get out of here. I'm going to be in London in a couple of weeks. Oh, you say hi to them? I certainly will. I, I will extend the Agata Air Fryer Challenge to everybody yes. in London, Ontario. Thank you. Everyone that you come across, please spread the word. Visit. Yeah, my wife's cousin lives up there with her kids, and I'll talk shit to her and be like, well, my friend Agata <laughs> says that you can't tell you're in basketball. That's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, I love that. and I will, I don't care what country you live in, I will take you on. Yeah, all comers, <laughs> except European basketball players. They're really good. So, anyway. <laughs> I loved that Bill Lambeer was like a rich kid from Chicago whose dad was a president of a large conglomerate. And he was like, when I got into the NBA, like his dad made, he was, I think he said like four times my salary or something like that. Yeah. 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 
Um, and so it's cute that he became friends with Isaiah Thomas, who was like a poor kid from inner city Chicago. And on paper, maybe they didn't have a lot in common, but then they, be, you know, bonded. And I like that he said, I was, I was watching a little bit of it before we started. And uh, how did he word it? It was something like when Isaiah when Isaiah finally got money or however he worded it, he bought his mama house across the street from where Bill Lampier grew up. Yeah. yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Can I say that the part of the documentary that really made me laugh out loud more than anything was Bill Lampier swatting away the hand of his <laughs> opponent trying to help up his teammate? Yes. Yeah, so this is, um, who was that that was on the ground? I think it was Dominique Wilkins. You know, there's other teams talking about how they hated the bad boys. And Dominique Wilkins falls down. He's on the ground. His teammate comes over, puts his hand out to pick him up, and Bill Lambier swats it away. <laughs> That's so mean. I think it's a healthy <laughs> competitive, as- competitive uh, aspect of sport. <laughs> I like when I like when they get along, but I also like when they fight. Yeah, you love fights <laughs> I too. Love a fight. I love a good fight. And it was interesting how Bill really brought up time and time again how he was like, we knew we had already won before the game when we would read interviews of the other team saying we can fight, we can play rough too. And it's like, A, not no, you can't, not like us. <laughs> right. And B you're you're already thinking of that and not thinking about just playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And we're already in your heads. Like we've we've won the game. There was a lot of moments like that where, you know, it was clear that he and the other, you know, Rick Mahorn and and some other guys were in the other players' heads. Do you think a team I mean, I don't think a team like that could exist now no. with the mm-hmm. way the league is, but do you think there's a team that could play that psychological game and be as close. I don't think a team will ever be as close though. No, I don't. I feel like it's a different game. It's a different league now. It's too much business. Yeah. Mm. And I think, you know, this is probably healthy, but players now really see it as a business and as a job, you know, and they're, they also have like therapists now. Can you imagine if Dennis Rodman got a therapist (laughs) when he joined the league? That would have been amazing. (laughs) God, I don't know if a therapist would help him. (laughs) Who was it? Was it Mark Aguirre who said, I shouldn't be starting. Dennis should be starting. And Dennis was like, no, I, I don't want to start. Yeah. Like, I don't think of myself as a starter. And they were like, but you're better. Like, you should be starting. And so he asked everyone for permission. He was like, I'll, I'll only do it if the rest of the team is okay with it. And I was like, oh, poor. I would just want to hug Cute. young, broken Dennis Rodman. I love the worm. I know people, I, he's easy to dunk on, but I I love the worm. I think he's great. I mean, he's definitely one of the most unique players of all time. Iconic. Iconic. I mean, the he's name got the pistons, the worm. he's got the bulls, he's yeah. got, you know, the cheetah print hair. Um, North Korea. Part, Kim Jong, <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong Il. He's got uh, North Korea. <laughs> He's got North Korea probably still to this day. I bet yeah. they're still excited about him. He's still winning over there. Although I did I did hear an interview with him after he got back and I was like, Dennis, just stop. Oh yeah. Oh no, that was very cringy. The whole thing was very cringy. <laughs> stop yeah. talking, Dennis. I who, mean, who did he date that was famous too? Well, Madonna, Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra is what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Madonna, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I do love him. 
I also love there was a part where I think it was someone on the Trailblazers was like, Dennis would squeeze my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like and, a distraction technique. Yeah, and he was like, I think I learned that from Sally. Hey, you couldn't do that now. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, the closest in recent years is um, what's his name who like licked LeBron's ear? Oh, who yeah. Was that? Who was that? That guy who was, he was blowing in his ear, wasn't Yeah, that? blowing like, in his ear, blowing in his ear. Oh, God. Who, who was, was that? It? I don't think he's playing Lance right Stevenson. now. Lance Stevenson. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let's this, watch yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Pacers, including this. Looking away, laughing, shaking his head. He's like in disbelief. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And you hear very sensual players like not washing and being really smelly or something. Like Mm. I think I read something about um, James Harden doing that. Oh no, he's got to keep that beard clean. Now that you say that, Anastasia, I think, was it Rodman? Somebody told me a story about somebody on the Bulls that they would pay to have him fly separately because he smelled so bad. Oh Oh my my God. God. And I think it might've been Rodman. I, I, I might be making that up, but I I know there was, I don't, I might, I might be making up the Rodman thing, but I think there was somebody who they did. They, they flew that person individually and they paid them not to shower. I mean, that would be wild. <laughs> yeah, that would be. You'd have to be so stinky. Yeah, so stinky. I mean, hard to defend a stinky player, though. No. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you've got a you've got a ton of money. I don't want to buy live some shampoo. With my own stink yeah. is the problem. Yeah, I don't want to be stinking, and I don't want to be near you if you're stinky. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> Fine. That's the truth. I feel gross getting off a flight. I can't imagine taking multiple flights and not taking a shower. Oh, my God. Seriously. Disgusting. Uh, We have to talk about one moment that I feel like Isaiah Thomas really got a bad rap. And granted, it was the late 80s and people sucked back then. Um, Everyone's great now. Everyone's great now. Everything's perfect. Everyone's been great. (laughs) Um, But essentially, Rodman in the locker room after a game said Larry Bird if he were black would just be like any other guy and that he gets a lot of attention for being white. Isaiah Thomas was like, laughed at the comment and repeated it and was like, yeah, sure. I agree with that. And then everyone was like, Isaiah Thomas is racist against white people. How did, how did Dennis Rodman get off with this? Like he's he's, Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Like, (laughs) no, everybody was like, yeah, Dennis does crazy shit all the time. Dennis is crazy. He's fine. Isaiah's yeah, real racist. Yeah. And yeah, hearing them talk about it, like reverse racism and all this bullshit. And I was confused by it. I was like, did they mean that he's not that great of a player? Or did they mean that like, because he's white, he gets more like opportunities and like, you know, more shots to take or whatever. Like, I, d- I didn't understand. I mean, I, I didn't really understand either. But I think part of that is because it was a real offhand comment. Like, Neither of them gave it a lot of thought. It was just like, blah. So I also who knows? think too, like at that time, you know, like all this stuff we were talking about, you know, the, the psychological stuff, like, of course you're going to talk shit on the person you're playing. Like, right. I'll say whatever. Like, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. That, that works. If it gets you mad and if it gets you upset, I'll do it. Mm. So maybe there's that part of it too. 
Yeah. And there was all these headlines that were like, admit it, Larry Bird is great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nobody's shocked that Celtics fans were like, (laughs) yeah, over like, you know, some, a perceived racist slight. Yeah. Towards a white guy. Towards a white man. But I also think was, you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody who thinks Larry Bird sucks. Right. <laughs> right. That's the thing is like his performance speaks for itself. I mean, right. I'm not I'm not trying to say that he, you know, whatever, but like he's a good player. And even if he wasn't white, I feel like that wouldn't really make a difference unless they were unless they meant the other version of what I said, which is that because he's white, he gets more attention, which means he gets more time on the court or, you know, yeah. more what you know, that's a different kind of thing though right right yeah i mean who knows what dennis rodman <laughs> meant by that but it was crazy because then larry bird like the pistons aren't even in the playoffs anymore they've lost they lost they're out and it's like now the finals uh with the celtics versus the lakers and they made isaiah thomas come to a press conference with larry bird to be like to repair yeah. the situation and he he doesn't know what to say and he's just digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole and all he basically was like i was just joking around yeah you guys ever heard of a joke (laughs) all they wanted him to say is yeah larry bird is great that's not what i meant Mm -hmm. but he didn't know that he didn't know that's what they wanted him to say i mean it was a lose-lose situation for him because they just wanted him to play this role or whatever without telling him what the role was you know if someone had just said to him, don't say anything else except, of course, Larry Bird's a great player. Look at his stats or whatever. I feel like he he felt like he had to explain himself because it had like ballooned into something way more than it was intended. Right. I mean, just knowing the like racial history of like New England or even just the whole country in general, like yeah. it just... Especially surrounding basketball. Yeah, like especially specific to the NBA and like I don't know it just feels like uh he was set up and then like he had to be like the villain the fall guy he had to like there was no way he was going to talk out of it because no. all those all those people who were like it's racist yeah <laughs> like they don't care what he has to say they don't respect him right you know they're just thinking about Larry Bird and his tiny shorts <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a uh it, even now, we were. I was talking to somebody about Cade, and I think it's a, an unnatural thing for somebody to be the face of any professional sports franchise. Oh my god! Yeah, I think it's such an unnatural thing. And like, can you imagine the pressure? Like, you see these men and women talk, and I like, I admire anybody who can have just a normal conversation into a microphone while being the face of a multi-billion-dollar company, and I. I would lose my mind. I can barely do this. Yeah. And like, I couldn't like, it would be nuts. It's, it's wild. To, Especially to think at 19, 20, yeah. 21. I exactly. Mean, I, yes. Rodman was still very young. Isaiah Thomas. I don't know. He was probably in his twenties. I'm imagining, but yeah, it's, I can't imagine that's crazy. And you know, being having to be this like role model, not only for kids or whatever, but also like for your race. Like, I think that's a lot of what they were putting on Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. But so then that's when it solidified his villain status. And he was like, all right, we're the bad boys. Let's let's do this. (laughs) And I have to say all the bad boys merch is amazing. Yeah, it's great. I want some. There's a great 
Chuck Daly shirt that I can't find anymore. I should have bought it when I found it, but it, it's uh, it's the bad boy's skull. And it's got like Chuck Daly's haircut and a tie like <laughs> hanging from the neck. And it says the original bad boy. And I was like, oh, oh that's God. really cool. I really want, and I didn't buy it when I saw it. <laughs> I did just get a Grandma Ma t-shirt though, which I'm pretty excited about. Nice. Amazing. Like I want one of those black sweatshirts with the skull on the basketball. That's I like bad that. Ways. Those are so I cool. I should have got you one. I was in a store today and I saw a, uh, there was a Jordan shirt. And it, it was in a Detroit store and it on the back of it, it, it had 23 and on the back, it said cry baby. <laughs> I was going to say a, a Jordan shirt in Detroit. Yeah, That's it funny. was making fun of Jordan and I should have bought that, but I didn't. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> there's so much more to talk about with this documentary, but there's just not enough time. Uh, unfortunately, not enough hours in the day, but I'm sorry I, if I was too off base on this, I just, it, it, it instills so many emotions in me. You were no. very on base. Um, and if you have any more emotions, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> it's, I mean, even if you don't like the bad boys or even if you don't like basketball, it's a good, it's a good movie to watch. Yeah. It was really, yeah, we've, we've done a few of these now. I think this one was probably my favorite. I cried, I think like four times. Aww, oh, that's yeah. very sweet. Um, <laughs> it is a bit of a, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. The ending is kind of sad, especially when Rick Mahorn gets traded. That was Okay, that was like insane. Yeah, <laughs> like he got. They finally for an expansion win, team. They finally win a championship, and then on that same day, they're like, "Oh, by the way, you're also that, off the team." <laughs> I welled up when Rodman accepts his Defensive Player of the Year award. That was so cute. Oh my god! And when he Joe can't Dumars even hits talk. that floater, yeah, when he can't even speak. Oh. Like, yeah, that's. I loved that too. Oh my god, Joe Dumars. Also, I didn't know anything about him. But watching the old film of him just like draining threes and the whole story about his dad dying and how he yeah. was like, my dad was there and like helped me hit that shot or whatever. And it's such a great <laughs> sports, like it's such a great Hollywood thing like we were saying because Isaiah and Chuck Daly knew before he knew and yeah. they don't tell him until after the game. Come on. Yeah. I also liked when Joe Dumars was like, saying that he had Isaiah's poster on his wall in his dorm room. And I was like, imagining like Farrah Fawcett, Pamela Anderson, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Just like it, yeah, in a little just cheesy. Like him, you guys like, can't see, but that's this wall right here in my old bedroom. It's this wall right here. <laughs> your family hasn't taken down any of no, your no, no, stuff. No, no, no. That's the one thing I told my mom. Don't move that stuff. I might want it back one day. <laughs> This is also this, you know, 30 for 30 was a great compliment to um, The Last Dance because they talk about the Pistons so much because they influenced. I mean, Jordan says I would not be where I am without that bad boys team pushing mm -hmm. me and make me want to be better. It's just it's interesting getting the full picture, you know? Yeah. What a wild time for basketball. Like what a great era for hoops seriously i was there but i was not paying attention <laughs> what were you doing i was a little kid oh, i was that's not an excuse play-doh <laughs> i wasn't pooping my pants i wasn't that young <laughs> and if you don't you like stopped. that answer look at this turd that i just made <laughs> um on that on that turd note <laughs> <laughs> sorry i know real high pro i'm sorry 
<laughs> hey, it's not it's not any lower than where we usually go on the show. No. I'll say that. The number if we had a nickel for every time we talked about poop. Yeah. <laughs> we'd have at least a twenty five cents. <laughs> That's do five wanna, times. <laughs> do we want to move on to the cutie comment of the week? All right. Um each week we highlight our favorite comments made by the members of our Cutie Nation Discord. It's the cutie comment of the week. This week's comment is from Stradamacher. Okay, so this is quoting the Shams tweet talking about Ennis Cantor. Um, he's legally changing his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. Uh, Cantor will be his middle name, Freedom, new last name. He becomes a U.S. citizen on Monday. Aw, me too. We're friends. Yeah. Well, I, I did. You already became I one. already became one this year. So we're, you know, twins. <laughs> um and then the response is, is the back of his jersey going to say freedom? The worst people you know are definitely going to get that jersey. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is very funny. And I, probably not wrong. But also, um, I I was just out with um, my friend Natalia and her parents out in the desert. And her mom is so cute. She gave me an American flag, which is Aww. so sweet to like, to like remember the fact that I got, became a citizen this year. And then... But then I was like thinking, like, oh, what am I going to do? With this flag that's not going to make me look like some MAGA chud, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's very sweet. She's an immigrant. Yes, you're an immigrant. Cute. It was like very sweet yeah. moment. But you- I'm not going to put it in my yard. Like people are going to assume the worst, yeah. right? Like yeah, if you no. see an American flag, you know what that means. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to bet people who buy that Freedom jersey also listen to Kid Rock's "Don't Tell Me How to Live." <laughs> Not yes. ironically, they're just like uh, yeah, no, they mean out. it for real. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I I think you're probably right. Yeah, you're um, telling me that jersey's from an immigrant? No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because Cantor has had uh, such a weird trajectory because he's just been hanging around a bunch of like really conservative people recently, and I love that he's outspoken about Turkey. But geez, what's going on? Who's Ennis. he hanging with? Yeah, what do you mean? He he keeps posting photos on his Instagram with politicians, like a bunch of different people, and I don't rem- I don't remember who exactly. Do you remember, Gabe? Here he is with uh, everyone's favorite, Jared Kushner. Ew. Oh uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I hate his stupid little face. <laughs> I believe he was recently photographed with uh, Ambassador John Bolton. Oh my god, he looks tiny. <laughs> that was at the uh, the room where it happened. Book signing. Wow, he's got a real got a real mustache going there. <laughs> Very solid. Um, okay, I'm not loving that. Got to say, John Bolton doesn't look like a real person. <laughs> no, he looks, like, he looks like a cartoon. You know what? He kind of looks like. Who's that like mountain man in the Christmas claymation with the big mustache? Santa? Yukon Cornelius? Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> and he eats an egg. And for some reason, that animation of him eating an egg has just so stuck in my head. He's kind of. I don't. He doesn't look like this guy. <laughs> he oh, does. Sorry. I mean, he looks like an old version of Yukon yeah, Cornelius. Yeah, he looks You're like right, Yukon Cornelius <laughs> in his later years eating eggs. <laughs> 
I don't like uh, that Yukon Cornelius throws that, like, what is that, a pitchfork thing up into the air to find gold? And, like, he has no care for who's around. <laughs> no, ice, there's, it's an ice pick, right? There's is no, that what it is, ice pick? Yeah. There's no safety measures no. involved in his methods. Well. No, he does. No, you said he does look like an old Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> the mustache has gotten small. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to be eligible for Cutie Comment of the Week, you have to join our Cutie Nation Discord. You can do that by signing up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash dunktown. Well, we've made it to the end. Yay. Adam, thank you so much for being here. Is Thanks there anything for you'd having like to me. Plug? This was so fun. Of course. Of course. Uh, you know, you're part of Dunktown history, as we <laughs> mentioned earlier. You, you sacrificed half of your bedroom. <laughs> For Dunktown to grow and prosper and look at us now. If you guys are in Michigan and you want to record in my old bedroom here, please come by. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Gabe, there's plenty of, come on, buddy. Like, yeah. I'd love to have you. Let's all take a trip. We'll go to a Pistons game. Oh my God, that would be <laughs> yeah. fun. But we just keep invading your different bedrooms yeah. around the country. Yeah, we just, yeah. we're, we're always going to put up a wall and just take half of whatever room you're living yeah. in. Any home that I'm in is your home. So please come by and, Thank and, you. and, and record. Um, is there anything you want to plug? I just, my neighbors are dead. Um, get it wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> nice. What what is the show about? Uh, I talk to tangential horror movie characters, made up characters from horror movies that you didn't meet or know, and get their version of the events that took place in that movie. Okay, that sounds Fun. cool. And you're also in one uh, episode of I Think You Should Leave. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check you out in that very funny sketch. Uh, I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, the show's great. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And thanks to all of our cutie listeners for coming on this journey with us. As always, we love you. Love you. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I'm on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description. Mm-hmm.